FrankSchwabYahoo.com national NFL insider wanted to get his thoughts on what happened last night. He's standing by here on the huge show across Michigan. Welcome back, Frank. Hey, what's going on? Man, uh, you know, there's there's no bar for what happened last night. And and it's really thoughts first with DeMar and his family and the Bills and the Bengals and those that were there. But uh, what we've seen from this country in the last 18 hours is is amazing. It is. And I, I you know, sometimes I even dwell on the, the knuckleheads, as you just pointed out, and there's a few out there. But most people... I just, you know, I really rallied around him. The the donations to his annual toy drive, I think, it just warms your heart. It really does. I mean, obviously born out of a tragic situation, but, I mean, the fact that people are, are you know, digging in their pockets. I saw, and I, I you can't, uh, the way GoFundMe works, you can't uh, confirm this is him, but I saw Andy Dalton was one of the people getting a few thousand dollars to his toy fund, and if we remember, you know, and Andy Dalton threw some touchdown a few years ago that got the Bills in the playoffs. Uh, you know, the Bills fans donated to his foundation. So stuff like that. It, it just it, it, it makes you feel better about a really, really bad situation. And, you know, and then, you know, you just thoughts turn back to hoping for the best for DeMar Hamlin, obviously. And the thing we don't know, and I had a sports position on last hour, we, we just don't know if this was football related. If it was something genetic in his, you know, DNA, heart issues, they didn't know. Uh, no one knows exactly why it happened. And there's been a lot of people, you know, you know, talking about lowering the helmet should be a penalty for offensive players. I, the video I saw, T. Higgins is kind of it looks like more shoulder than it did helmet. So I think those debates will happen uh, down the road. But the the big thing and the most important and only thing right now is Demar Hamlin getting through this. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think you touched on something that, I mean, the, one of the reasons this is, a, you know, so shocking, I guess, is, you know, everybody listening has been watching football a long time. And you kind of understand when a, when an injury happens, a certain type of hit, you're like, oh, oh that, that's bad. This one looked normal. I, I mean, I... I didn't even have a reaction watching the play live. I didn't, you know, I mean, when Derwin James two weeks ago, you know, he had the helmet, the helmet hit and got ejected. I had a reaction to that hit. I knew it was bad immediately. This one, I just thought it was kind of a normal tackle. And even DeMar got up after it briefly. I it just, it, that's the part that, that added to the shock of just how normal it all looked. And like you said, we don't know exactly why this happened or what caused it or anything like that. It's, but it's, uh, you know, it, it, it's something you know. We'll figure out as we go forward, but it's yeah, it just it's just a shocking night in many many ways. That's a dangerous game. Uh, the players choose to play it. Uh, the fans love it. It's the biggest sport in America, maybe second biggest in the world beyond uh, FIFA soccer. And I just hope uh, Demar gets through it. Uh, here in Michigan, a lot of people went back uh, to a story in 1971. Uh, where the Lions lost a player uh, who was going back to the huddle October 24th, uh, 1971, and Lions wide receiver Chuck Hughes uh, died on the field. So you didn't have quite the medical technology and response back in 1971 that uh, you had last night with DeMar Hamlin. Yeah, and I, I mean, with that, we know now, I mean, having 
you know, read those stories and even gone through them in the past 24 hours that he had had a previous heart condition. Uh, you know, I wasn't, he maybe shouldn't have been playing, even, whatever. This was just a healthy 24-year-old guy, or, you know, what we assume was a healthy 24-year-old guy. So, but the, I mean, what adds to it, I think, I, and we look back at Chuck Hughes, that story, I mean, they finished a the game. It happened really late in the game, but they still finished a game. I don't remember, and nobody has brought an example up to me, of any NFL game that has started and then been postponed. I've never, I don't know that there's any example of that. And that kind of shows the seriousness of the situation and how the NFL knew, you know, that this is, we're not playing, we can't, even though that has, I think, never happened before, at least in the modern era. So, yeah, it is a, uh, I mean, that, that's another layer, uh, just uh, something unprecedented. I mean, we've never seen something like this before. Yeah, one footnote that you mentioned about uh, Hughes, the Lion player, dying on the field. He had a family history of heart problems and that one of his arteries was 75% uh, clogged on uh, the day he died. Yeah, and I, that's why last night I was thinking, you've had Reggie Brown, who stopped breathing after suffering the neck injury, uh, you've had Mike Utley, thumbs up, but he was, you know, leaving. Uh, Brown did come too, but the ambulance was out there against the Jets. We're talking, what is it, 97, I think? Uh, you know, yep. so you, you've had a few of those, but a game not canceled. And I think part of that is in the generation we're in that the NFL, that the head coaches are, are looking at players' mental state a little bit more when it comes to resuming a game. That's just my guess on. I agree. That, I agree with that too. I mean, it, we're a little smarter now. I mean, it, hopefully, as we get get older and, and uh, more nuanced uh, in society. And yeah, I mean, it, there was just look. I, I think what what kind of struck me in the moment was seeing the Bills players' faces. I you could tell then, like I've, I've covered enough injuries, major injuries. I was. You know, writing when Ryan Shazier went down in Cincinnati a few years ago. But the difference in the looks on players' faces was this is not a football injury. This is not a football situation. This is, this guy's, you know, they're watching, they're watching a guy fighting for his life. And I hadn't, I honestly have never seen that expression from football players before. I mean, you could see, like, they had seen something really, really, really traumatic. Um, and that was that was scary. That that was scary, and something that I mean is kind of going to be you know, an, an indelible image from from last night. That uh, we're just not going to shake. I, I mean, this is a this is a night that uh, I mean, in some ways, is going to change football. I mean, it's just it's one of those huge events that we're going to remember forever because it's just we haven't really truly had anything exactly like this happen ever. Really, I mean, to the point of you know, we a guy got you know his heartbeat revived on the field and and they cancel the game and i mean this is this is kind of unprecedented uncharted territory here i think the and you followed nfl and you know the the history to a point i don't know if cpr and then this is i i think where where it really went defcon one in terms of priority at one that cpr being performed on a player in a game has that ever happened? I don't. I don't believe so. I. I mean, not off the. Not to mention that I. I hadn't thought of that. I. I've thought about the other angles and and whether it's happened before. I don't know. I, I can't tell you it has. I can't. I can't come up with another example. I'll put it that way. And I'm. I'm pretty good at remembering stuff like this. So. 
it could be. Uh, it just adds. I mean, this is. Uh, yes, we've seen bad situations happen. You brought up a couple of them. We've seen. Uh, you know, I mean, life changing, life altering injuries and and stuff, but. Nothing quite like what we saw last night. This was a first, and you know, I mean, if I mean, kind of like you said, for people who want to like go and dunk on the NFL for why did this take an hour to cancel the game? Well, you know, they're traumatized too, seeing one of their players on the field and in a very very bad state, and they got the they got the call right in the end. But we were all everybody was shook up. Like nobody's, you know, I mean. You'd have to be pretty heartless to watch that and not not feel a lot of fear, concern, uh, obviously, and then sending best wishes to to Demar Hamlin and his family. Yeah, I was reading about the Reggie Brown story uh, with the Lions back in the late '90s that uh, CPR was being performed on him on the field when he stopped breathing. Lions were playing the Jets. I think Barry was going for two thousand. And yeah, they they continued the game after that, right? Right. I mean, again, I somebody. I, I hope if you know if anybody out there remembers a game, please hit me up on Twitter. Yeah, it was CPR. Well, they did. They did. They did perform. I did go back and look at the story while I was just kind of multitasking. Yeah, yeah. And listening to you, they. I'm reading the story that the trainer at the time, uh, uh, CPR was performed on Brown while on the field. He had stopped breathing after the neck injury against the Jets uh, in '97. Yeah, and I, but I think the what I, where I was going was, you know, they didn't stop that game, but they stopped last night's game. I've never, I cannot come up with one example of an NFL game being stopped after it's kicked off and not not being resumed uh, it, it, in the same day. Like that's, I I think that's I think that that's unprecedented. And it goes back to '97. Even that situation. They played the game. Chuck Hughes, they played the game. Ryan Chazier, they kept playing the game. Last night, they didn't keep playing the game. I, I think that just speaks to how serious of a situation that was. I remember I was in Austin, Texas. Reggie Brown played at Texas A&M. He was from Austin, and he came into yeah. my studio with the halo still on, and he took me through what happened. And I, I, I wish I had the tape. My producer never hit the record button but Reggie told me and I'll I'll swear on on my children that he because he was out for 45 minutes stopped breathing and he told me that he had and he brought this up you know we're just kind of talking about everything that he had seen his late grandmother uh, at a carnival and she said it's not time to go and that's when he remembers waking back up i i get goosebumps that w- and i'm like going he's telling me this with the halo on and I, when it gets done i tell my producer hey man we need to we need to send this out to some of the networks and he goes yeah man i forgot to hit the record button and i'm like okay no. let me let me let me walk down the hallway and take a deep breath here all right more yeah. priorities and but that was yeah, that was Reggie Brown's story. That was a that was a phenomenal. That he remembers um, that he you know <laughs> he went to the other side or something. I, again, I don't know if it becomes hallucinations because I don't know. I've never had you know my heart stop or I stop breathing. You know what I'm saying or know anybody. Right, right, right. So it's a it's, right. And, you know, yeah, stories like that. Stories like Demar Hamlin. It just I honestly it's a reminder of how. Violent this game is, and and people, you know, they put put their lives on the line basically to entertain us. It's, it, that's that's true. Like that, they are. This is a 
dangerous profession they've gotten themselves into. It's not some fairy tale life. Like people like to think that being an NFL football player is the greatest thing in the world. In many ways, it's great. Like you know, it is a dream job for a lot of these guys. But there are risks involved that that most of us just simply don't deal with on a day-to-day basis. And if you think about it, though, uh, and and without saying that uh, the game is dangerous, obviously one play can break your neck. You know, go ask Reggie Brown. We can go down the list. Uh, Daryl Stingley and more. But for how many hits there are, for how many games there are, for how many snaps there are, the, and I would say, trauma injury rate, considering how big and strong these athletes are compared to the amount of snaps and games played, we're not seeing these stories every day or every game. Yeah, you know, you're you're right. I mean, and then in, in in a good way. I, yeah, I've covered this you know league for twenty years, and you fear this. I mean, we've seen some incidents on Sunday, guys down, and you're like, uh, "Wow, is this it? Like, are we watching something that that we really don't want to speak about?" And yeah, the fact that it doesn't happen more often is is probably it, it's either luck or testament to the training staffs or these guys' bodies that they're you know obviously strong gladiators. Um, but yeah, there's been a few. Yeah, like you know, Chris Sims almost died from ruptured spleen, and I mean there's, there's stuff like that that you look back in retrospect and you're like, I'm, I'm actually surprised this doesn't happen more often. Yeah, think about the Tua on that Cincy field this season when his fingers curled up, which was a neurological reaction to the concussion and that was on the same field so but i think the nfl uh, with their attention now to independent medical uh, staff uh, with the equipment and maybe even this now will bring a vest if it comes uh, to the helmet hitting the heart or whatever it was maybe you'll see something almost like a kevlar vest that these players wear a lightweight one that would help protect uh, the heart area Uh, we'll see what happens but uh, frank i appreciate your input insight on a very tough story. Uh, My best to you and your family. Absolutely. I appreciate it.